quarter past nine and... Uh, now coming up, Mzansi ends conference with People's Declaration pledging a new South Africa. So Rise Mzansi, one of South Africa's new political parties, concluded its People's Convention on Sunday with a vision to reshape uh, the nation's future. And joining me online, I've got uh, Makashule Ghana, Rise Mzansi chief organizer, uh, just to maybe to break down what is their manifesto and what is it, uh, what's their vision as a party uh, for the citizens of South Africa when we go to the polls uh, 2024. Good evening and welcome to The Viewpoint. Uh, a very good evening, Bertha, and uh, good evening to the SFM listeners and those uh, loyal ones uh, of Viewpoint. Mm. So the convention witnessed the you know, convergence of, what, 800 South Africans from all backgrounds, uh, regions, collaboratively, uh, collaboratively, collaboratively <laughs> crafting the party's manifesto. Just to break down the manifesto, simplify for me. Thanks very much. Uh, so the delegates that were representing... Uh, uh, the provinces, or they were coming from uh, all the nine provinces, uh, helped craft uh, the People's Declaration. Uh, we don't, we haven't uh, crafted the manifesto. This was the the process of uh, crafting and inputting to the manifesto. Uh, before the end of the year, we are going to release the manifesto. What we released yesterday, it's uh, our declaration in terms of uh, what we want to uh, to see going forward, uh, which is uh, uh, eradication of poverty, uh, ending inequality, ending raci- uh, racism, and ensure that South Africans are able to provide for themselves and their, and their, and their families, and that no South African has, uh, has to ever go to bed uh, hungry when there's so much uh, that we can share with one another. So this is, this is a declaration which is going to inform the manifesto that we are going to release. And now that we've got the input from the people of South Africa, uh, we are going to release the manifesto before the end of the year. Okay, so when you talk about eradicating hunger, of course it means uh, we are also looking at job creation. Job creation, of course, that means people go to work, people are self-sufficient, and they they are self-sustainable. How do you intend to create these jobs? So what, what, what we are talking about is uh, to create the conducive environment. One of the things that we need to start talking about uh, that has come very much uh, clear uh, from the delegates that uh, attended the, con- the convention this past weekend is that the role of the state, uh, the role of government in the main, is to create a conducive environment for South Africans to be able to start businesses that employ fellow South Africans. So that is what the, the role of government is. It's not We do not uh, see the role of government because uh, for too long, uh, uh, every successive elections, uh, you, you hear uh, political organizations saying, no, we are going to create, to create 6 million jobs. And we say it's not the role of government to create jobs. What government has to do is to create the environment that uh, it's uh, conducive for South African and for other uh, uh, investors to invest in, South, in, in, in the South African economy so that jobs can be created. That's, that's how we see uh, the, uh, the relation between uh, 
uh, government and the private sector. Mm. I see that here, uh, you know, just looking at some of the pointers, um, you, of course, you're talking about community, uh, well-being, individual, family, well-being, nation building. When you, when you talk about individual and family well-being, what are we talking about here exactly? So when when we talk of uh, uh, the individual and family well-being, it's we talk about the the uh, you know like the issues around the safety, uh, the safety of uh, the individual, the solidarity that uh, 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 we need to show towards uh, one another, and and the basic uh, the basic rights and the basic. Uh, benefits uh, of a democratic uh, uh, South Africa that needs to uh, accrue to, to an individual so that's that's what we we, we, we are talking about whether it's uh, access to clean water access to water not only for drinking but also water for uh, agri- agriculture, ag- agricultural purposes so these are the aspects that uh, we believe you know for an individual to uh, fully enjoy uh, the rights, the benefits uh, of uh, the, of a democratic country. That there needs to be certain rights that then uh, uh, they, they get access to. And of course, our lines are opened: oh eight six triple zero two zero three two, and uh, WhatsApp notes uh, our voice note line, which is oh six one four one oh four one oh seven, is also open. Your views, your opinions, really count. If you have any questions, or if you don't understand, you know the vision of um, of Rise Mzanzi. This is a place where, you know, we do have uh, someone online who may be able to break it down for you uh, because some of these things, sometimes, you know, we you want to choose whatever party you want to choose, but you need to understand, you know, their vision, their purpose and where they are going. And I can only ask so many questions from where I'm standing as a facilitator. But I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you have a better voice than I have. And um, you can do that by sending us your voice notes so that uh, you know answers can be given whilst we have this conversation. So I was looking also at, you know, when you talk about nation building, governance, the economy. From where I'm standing, I most probably understand a few things. And also there's a bit about the climate crisis and environment. How do you navigate? How do you mitigate mitigate uh, the problems that we are faced with, especially with climate change and environment? So one one of the things that, uh, especially when we talk of the the climate uh, the climate crisis and the environment, it's uh, how we are able, uh, given given how uh, the impact of the, the I mean like some of the catastrophic uh, natural disasters that uh, we are witnessing not only in other parts of the of the world but also in uh, in 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 South Africa it's how we then get to uh, work uh, towards uh, uh, protecting our environment uh, even when we talk of uh, uh, you know the the energy uh, situation in, in the country we need to start moving towards uh, uh, you know like renewable forms of uh, of energy, whilst uh, uh, ensuring that the security in terms of uh, the provision of uh, uh, energy and ele- electricity, because what we are also seeing usually when we talk of the of the climate change, uh, unfortunately in South Africa it tends to to be a debate on whether one supports coal or one supports uh, a renewable. Uh, the the conversation that gets left uh, 
or the people that get left out of the conversation are usually the the the, the farmers, especially subsistence farmers in the rural areas. That because of the change changing uh, climate, where in uh, even the the patterns of rainfall uh, has changed, it means that uh, they are unable uh, to to produce or to even uh, uh, farm what they used to 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 farm back in the day. So the impact of climate goes beyond the uh, the debate around coal and uh, and solar, for instance. It it's it's it can be more devastating for uh, many South Africans if we don't attend to it. Mm. I've got Ngonde online. Good evening. Welcome to the viewpoint. Good evening. Good evening to um, you. Just one comment, one or two. Um, Becca, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm this cynical person, or shall I say, skeptical person. Whatever is the difference. You know, I don't know whether I should vote next year or not, whether I should vote apathy or whatever, because there are so many parties better, but specifically to our guest. He says they will eradicate poverty. Nice manifesto. But better, Xi Jinping, the president of China, and I suppose Mao Zedong before him, they have managed up to now, you know, to get China working. 700 million people, right, were taken out of poverty. Now, that does not take five or ten years. It's been a long process. And some of it included um, dealing with civil liberties, right? One China policy, whatever. But your guest talks about poverty education. There's a study at UWC in Cape Town about poverty alleviation, not eradication. You know, I wonder whether your guess is not really swimming, I don't know, in utopia or something. Please explain. Thank you. I think I'll have to give it to my guest. Uh, uh, Makashule, what's your take? Thanks very much. So, so this declaration, it's a generational uh, declaration. It's not a manifesto that we say in five years' time there will be uh, uh, will have eradicated poverty. So one of the things that we ourselves as uh, Rising Sons we say is that for for too long people talk about uh, you know, we'll alleviate poverty so we'll do a little something uh, after this little policy intervention, you'll remain, you'll remain poor. It's just that uh, maybe not as extreme as you were, but it's not in our in our best interest to ensure that you you move out from living a life of poverty. You'll still you, you'll still stay there amongst the poor. You you won't get out of there. Uh, just that uh, maybe you have just moved half an inch from where you were. What we are talking about is that we need to eradicate it. You know, like we we should not uh, talk about alleviation because alleviation says. Even after the policy intervention, you'll remain poor. Just yeah. that you'll be, you'll have moved an inch from where you were. Whereas eradication says we need to start building wealth not only for yourself but for the for the next generation. What this declaration uh, that uh, ourselves as rising sons have are making, we are saying we want to do this in a single generation. Mm-hmm. We understand that this is not something that you can do overnight. That's why we we say. 
it's a generation, it's a 25 to 30 year program that we want to make. Because you cannot, you cannot then say, all right, we we as rising sons, if you if you elect us in five years' time, there uh, uh, there will be no one live, living in poverty. When we first have to repair the mess that has been created by this leadership, so. Uh, uh, what Nwanda is is quoting uh, when he's quoting the the leaders of uh, China is that they were deliberate that in a single generation they will take so many people out of poverty into a life of of prosperity. We are in this situation in South Africa because we have been failed by uh, by the leadership that has been elected since since 1994. And that's why Rais Mzazi had to come into uh, into into in, in, in formation. That's why Rezimzadze had to be formed. Because the leaders that we have continues to fail South Africans. If things were working as the promise of 1994, there would have been no reason for us to uh, to form Rezimzadze. But because it's it's uh, the leaders are failing South Africans, we have to get together as South Africans. And to Nwande, you, you don't have to give up. This country, this democracy, needs you. We need to get South Africans to save this democracy. You don't do it for other political parties. Do it for the country. And that's what Rising Zaz is there for, to say we we cannot be a generation that then says, no, things are not working. And as a result, uh, we'll do nothing. Uh, that's not who we are. Because things are not working, we are going to do something about it. Yeah. I, I want to ask just you know, sometimes most political parties come with 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 a myriad of 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 you know their intention, yeah. But in the intention, there is always one vision, just one specific vision to say our vision is this. What yes. is what is the vision? The 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 vision of Rise Mzansi is to build a safe prosperous, equal, and united South Africa in one generation. That's what our vision is. Because we understand that South Africans currently, many South Africans are feeling unsafe. They are feeling unsafe in their homes. They are feeling unsafe at work. They are feeling unsafe on the road. So it's important that uh, uh, we build a a safe South Africa in a single generation. Many South Africans are yet to taste the fruit of democracy. Many South Africans are living in poverty. Many South Africans are going to bed hungry. Therefore, it becomes important for us to, to have a, a prosperous South Africa that South Africans can benefit from. We do know every, every year when the, uh, the inequality report is uh, released that the, the most unequal country in the world is South Africa. So we, we, there's no way we can continue on uh, we can grow whilst uh, we are leaving so many people behind. So that's why uh, equality becomes a key aspect. Mm. One of the things that uh, we haven't achieved, that was a promise of the Constitution and Democratic South Africa, was that we are going to build a united South Africa. Unfortunately, even the current political organizations have given up on the idea of uniting South Africans, all they do is to every day try to divide South Africans along racial lines, along social economic lines, around uh, along tri- tribal lines, along uh, language. And what Rising Zanzi seeks to do 
It's to unite South Africans because we believe, as rising sons, we believe we are better when we are together. Interesting. So my next question. You are, let's say hypothetically, you've won. You've got the seat. You are now in power. What is the first thing as the president, I'm saying as a party, what is the first thing that you will implement immediately? Because most of these uh, uh, pointers, I think they will take a bit of time and, and, and it's, a, yes. it's, it's a growing process. But what is the very first thing that you alter immediately? The thing that we are going to do even before we are elected is that those that are going to be on, on the, on the, on the uh, representative list of rising stars will be the most capable and the most ethical leaders for South Africa. Because the problem that the, or the reason we are where we are, we are failed by the leaders that we elect. Therefore, if the first step in fixing South Africa's problems is to ensure that you have the most capable and the most ethical leaders that are going to represent South Africans and that are going to lead government. That's the first thing. You can have all, all the beautiful plans that you can have, but if you are going to elect crooks, there's no way you are going to get South Africa out of the mess that we are in. So the first step is to ensure that they are most capable, most ethical leaders that are then put into parliament, that are then put into, into, into the executive. That's what you need to do first. It, no, no good plan can ever be implemented by crooks and criminals. And that's why we are in this mess that we are in, because we keep on uh, electing crooks and criminals. So that's the first thing that we'll do. Quite an interesting conversation. Let's, you know what, we're going to the polls, we will see, and you never know. You just never know. But I'm glad that we we are having this conversation. And um, thank you for joining us. That's uh, Makashule Ghana, Rise Mzanzi Chief Organizer. And of course, uh, they had a conference and highlighting very, very interesting pointers, community well-being, nation building, uh, good governance, and, um, you know, climate crisis and environment, um, also the economy and uh, preparing, uh, you know, especially where environment is concerned. I think there are quite, quite a number of many issues we have seen. For instance, the floodings, the fires, you know, what then can be done. But thank you for joining us this evening. And um, let's hope we'll be having another conversation towards the elections and let's see what will be happening then.